that's the smell of ghosts. And this is the Science Fiction Rating System. <laughs> uh, the podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film from one to infinity. Um, this is... Oh, oh, hang on. Put me on my stride then. What's Sorry, it from? Yeah. Um, what was that from? That's from uh, Lost in Space. Do you remember? Uh, I think he smel- the smell of ghosts. Yeah, he? he does. They go, it, when they first got to that ship. Oldman? Yeah, and she's like, oh, it's all like mustard. He's like, that's the smell of ghosts. Mm. Yeah, of course he is. Anyway, yes, we're the podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film from one to infinity, and I am joined, as ever, by Chris Redding. Hello. And Alex Humphrey. Hello. And this week we went back to 1998. How did we both find this this week? Good. Good. E- entertaining. Took you back to your youth, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely yes, a um, very much so. Definitely a diverse bag this week, I would say. Mm. So uh, we had um, we had Lost in Space, the kiddie 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 fun in inverted commas of Lost in Space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the the dark uh, neo gothic horror of Dark City, and the teen. Who's that? That's Jennifer Connelly. Just popped up in the chat. Yeah. That's Chris waiting yeah. in. Well, you've got to wait for that one. That's the last bit we're going to do. Um, but first of all, we're going for the teen comedy of the faculty. Um, before we get into though, have I got any more introduction stuff? Everyone knows what's going on. We're ranking three films, added them to a list. We've got 69 films there already. Here come three more. Mm. Um, this week, did we we picked one each, didn't we, of this, didn't we? Yeah, yes. faculty was my one. Okay, Alex, faculty. You can go yeah. first. Well, thank you. Like I say, I saw it a long time ago, mm-hmm. and then I saw it recently, recently, couple, you know, a year ago or something, when they re-released it on Blu-ray. And watching it again, it is. I think it's a good film. It's a solid film. Yeah. It's an entertaining film. It's not an original film. I no. mean, the only really original, because I think a story is written by two people who then, and then the Weinstein's. Sorry, <laughs> the Weinstein's then got Kevin <laughs> Williamson in to then rewrite the script. And I think it is that Kelly, Kevin Williamson-ness of the script that kind of elevates it a bit. It's that kind of yes. scream, self-referentialism and the um, kind of, you know, admitting that we're in a world where science fiction exists and where films exist and all yeah. that stuff, which works fine in this and it gives it that little twist. I mean, I think the cast is superb. You've mm-hmm. got a lot of really good actors in quite minor roles. Mm. Um, and I think they're all really, really good. Especially like you know, Robert Patrick is brilliant. You know, without him, I don't think it would be Lilith or Frasier, fantastic. Yeah, Babe Newworth or whatever. Yeah. And it's just all you know. Everyone is really well cast. And I think, like I say, it's not the best film in the world. I think it's a solid film. I think what works for me in it was the clever idea of that they're all cliches, but they're all a bit more complicated than that. And in that scene, it's very reminiscent of the thing where they're all. You know, they're all doubting each other, like, oh, yes, I think yeah. it's you, I think it's you. Yeah. The reasoning they give is because, you know, like they say to the jock, oh, well, you know, you're, you know, you, why are you trying to quit the football team? Like, yeah, that's weird. Why are you acting so oddly? And it's kind of quite funny how the things that they're kind of their ultimate, like, actual humanity, the things that, you know, is, is more real about them, is what kind of trips each person up to thinking, oh, they might be an alien because yeah. they're acting a bit oddly. And I, I quite like that. It's, I think it's a, a valid twist on a very, very old story. Hmm. Um, hmm. I I absolutely loved it, weirdly. Hmm. Like, a lot more than I thought I was going to. I, I thought, oh, yeah, it was all right at the time. But something about it, it just seemed to... I think I think it is the uh, Kevin Williamson script, and I think it is that that is dated now in a way that is nostalgic. 
mm, to look because yeah, yeah. you, you can't get away with that sort of ironic look at stuff anymore because it's been done so much. No, and it feels no. like it feels like being a teenager again, and it's just they don't pull the punches on the gore and they no. they treat kids as re- like real kids as you would in a, in a you know a script from the guy who wrote Scream. Mm. And as you say, like they all know what they're doing, don't they? I think like you've got John Stewart as well, uh, Piper oh, Laurie, yeah. Babe yeah. Newf, as you said, all these people who are you know clearly enjoying being aliens, aren't they? Playing mm. up to really well, and then people are like Usher, weirdly yeah. doing really well. <laughs> yeah. Salma Hayek, it's such a weird yeah. cast, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's a very weird cast. What's the name out of Fast and Furious? Is it? Isn't she? Who appears oh, to have not aged. That was her first. Oh yeah, Jordana. Brewster. Jordana Brewster. That was one, yeah. I think that's her first. One of her first roles. Just an incredible cast, and just. Mm. I mean, um, also the, the the old guy, the drunk. I don't know what his name is. A classic character actor, isn't he? Um, oh yeah, the guy, what his name is their teacher. Yeah, yes. their main teacher. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, just entertaining wall to wall. Again, I wouldn't say it's a classic, but. I, I can't really for what it's I think for what it's aiming to do is make like a a silly schlocky horror, horror film it does mm. it perfectly for me yeah anyway Chris what do you think of Faculty yeah I thought it was I was entertained I was watching it all the way through I was pretty much on board mm-hmm. I like I actually like all that referential like uh, pop culture stuff yeah. that you get yeah. like with these I've always, that's why I've always liked Kevin Smith movies mm. um um I, I like the gore. Oh, and the the creature at the end was good. Yeah, it wasn't yes. bad, was it? Yeah, yeah. And how it, you know, how it like uh, then things went into Elijah Wood's face. That yeah. was quite cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that end was they good. They just dropped out. <laughs> they did. Yeah, the, the way that ending kept ratcheting up, where like everyone kept getting turned, didn't they? That was nice. Yeah. How, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you think all the way down to the last three. No, it's two. No, no, it's one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, that like shot. Begin- Sorry. I was going to say that shot where she's walking through the locker room and it's her naked, but the kind of tentacle shadows. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. a really beautiful shot. Like, I think that's a very... That's cool. Whereas someone else would have just had the monster yeah. or, or, like, gone all out on effects. I do think he kind of... He tries to pull it back a bit because the effects are a bit dated and he does pull it back to try and make it look better, I think. Yeah. Um, I do like a teen movie as well. <laughs> you said that before. Yes, yeah. <laughs> with Starship Troopers. Yeah. yeah, no, it's good. Um, another bit about that bit at the end, the only effect in the water. That's really good, isn't it? When you know she's going, mm. she's swimming through the water, and you see the shadow going. That's that's really good. Yeah, mm. it did remind me a lot of the uh, thing, though. Very much the same sort of thing, isn't it? Well, it's got a bit of yeah. it's a bit of the thing. It's a bit of um, invasion of the body snatchers. You know, it's got yeah. a, it's pulling from all over, isn't it? But it's very aware yeah. of what it's pulling, and also like. That thing of making it in a self-referential um, high school was still quite new there, wasn't it? Because really, Scream had come out, hadn't it? But mm. yeah, that's not that. They're older than that in that, isn't it? And it's like I think there's a lot of films after Faculty that do that same sort of, you know, very no, knowing. Pie. Yeah, yeah, loads of stuff like that. It's like um, what's that TV series um, uh, with? Um, oh God, with um, Seth Rogen and all that lot in. Um, Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah. The Freaks yeah. and Geeks. It's that kind yeah. of thing, isn't it? Which was still like quite new then to like be, you know, show kids as they are kids, I think. You know what I mean? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. <laughs> no, yeah. So it's... I, yeah. I think that big speech Elijah Wood does about, you know, like, it's science fiction and everyone always gets hung up on the fiction bit, but 
what about the science? And I, I think it's a, it's a good little, you know, it's a good little concept that, you know, all these people... Oh, yeah, the idea. You know, yeah. you write what you know, like all these people like Robert Heinlein and all yes, that had, yeah. had these experiences and were just yeah. writing it down to prepare us for what was going to come. I think it's it's a, it's a very Kevin Williamson, but it was mm. it, that whole, that little bit between him and the faux lesbian, uh, who is in fact, she is gay, isn't she, in real life? So that's a bit weird. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, that, but I think that works really well, that whole bit. That's very him. Um, her, her character, yeah. actually, that uh, Claire Duval, who's plays mm. what the lesbian's called, I mean, she's the best character in it, really, in, in that sense of because she keeps calling out, doesn't she? All the reasons, you know, mm. oh, you've seen yeah. this, you've seen yeah. that, like that. And um, I think it's good giving it to that character, like making the character who you would least uh, relate to be your actual surrogate as the audience. Mm. Yeah, it's a clever like way yeah. of doing. It, I think because it's sort of because that's it's probably you know like a a goth lesbian high school girl. Mm. I can't relate to that, but I can no. because she understands yeah. what's going on, and it's a really clever way of doing it. Thinking, knowing your audience, isn't it? In a way, so yeah, it's yeah. by far. This was by far the least sexist film we watched this week. Massively, uh, yeah. unlike mm. Lost in Space. Uh. <laughs> yes, yes, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, um, I think things like Stranger Things and that are like obviously on a completely different level now like mm-hmm. as far as this sort of thing but this mm. this is probably an early example of um what that was what that is that sort of teen it i as you say it's really nostalgic i love that 90s sort of feel to it all yeah and seeing all these guys these young guys like elijah wood and all that is wicked yeah mm. um, yeah it's good as well because a lot like a lot of those sort of films i've got no connection to like things like shameless and stuff like that i can't mm. really enjoy and to be honest, I didn't, I've only seen this probably twice in my whole life, but this this felt like, you know, nostalgia for things that I understood in a way, which mm. a lot of films from that era don't. Other than the soundtrack, which I hated. Oh yeah, the soundtrack. Mm. But I've got her out. I've got her out, Lucy here, my girlfriend Lucy, who uh, mm. n- basically knew every track on that soundtrack. Uh, she listened to it constantly as a child and was saying, oh yeah, this is the uh, the Sean Mullins cover of One of the Brick in the Wall and all sort of stuff. She knew it inside out. So. Oh, okay. Oh dear. <laughs> That's I'm a mark against that. her. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. Yes. Kind of 90s grunge. Yeah, it was, it was not a good soundtrack. Rough, yeah, rough. No. I think overall no. this week, terrible music in all three of these films, to be honest. Um, How dare you? For the end credits of exactly. Lost in Space. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, of course. One yeah, of sorry, the best. sorry. Yeah, one of the best themes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, I've forgotten that. That, that redeems it slightly. Um, yeah, but 1998, not a good time for music. Um, talking of um, uh, Weinstein sex pests, did you spot, <laughs> yeah. spot the other sex pest in this film? Oh, was it Harry Knowles? Harry Knowles, yeah. Who, yeah. who you know, was best buds with Robert Rodriguez and mm. clearly had got no acting talent because you, you just see his back don't you and then he, he walks yeah. across the, the uh, staff room at one point yeah um, yeah no it's obviously just a little kind of weird cameo to get a better review or to get him on the website well, I, I the, the impression I got was that they tried to give him a speaking role because those shots in the staff room everyone else is talking and just <laughs> just they just couldn't get a performance out of him <laughs> <laughs> maybe you know, yeah he's know. very recognisable yeah or maybe he wasn't like a member of SAG or something he wasn't wasn't allowed to talk oh possibly yeah, yeah. that's mm. normally what it is do you see that strange sort of things on like 90s TV shows I love like it. Frasier and Star I, Trek I, I, like strange things happen and then when you look yeah. into it it's because of 
union stuff that is my absolute like number one favorite thing to do now like Frasier and stuff like that because i've seen it so many times and star trek i'm just i'm literally just watching the extras because i like just seeing you know like things where clearly someone would say something but they're not allowed to talk so they're like yeah they'll yeah. hands to go and nod or something like that or be pointing yeah. and pretending to talk i love it love it really. have you listened to the the podcast the the kevin smith podcast of Frasier? no they're no, going through no. all the episodes of Frasier. oh no i've heard that no that's good I'll have to check that out. It's called uh, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs. All right. Yeah. I don't like Kevin Smith, though. Yeah, he does it with the guy who does the, who does the Next Generation podcast, um, Matt Myra. Yeah. Ah. Oh, right. Oh, I've listened to that. Cool. They kind of, it's taken them, they literally only do like one episode every year because no. <laughs> he's obviously really busy. So. Okay. Well, anyway, that's anything else to say about that? Not really. No, 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 it's, it's, it's good see. fun. It doesn't good. try and be in a think it isn't, does yeah. it, really? It's good it's to just go good back in. to the 90s. Definitely, yeah. yeah. A nice yeah. nice introduction to 1998. So where are we going to rank this? Um, Alex, you can go first. Hmm. It's hard because it isn't, it is hard, it isn't isn't it? entertaining, but it yeah. isn't very original. Um, well, not even maybe. that. Like, I think original now, right? Because we've seen so much of the stuff. But I don't think it. No, yeah. I, I mean it's borrowing on purpose, isn't it? The thing, yeah. the thing that's hard to rank for me about it is that as I couldn't really think of much you could do to make that film any better. No. You know what I mean? But it doesn't no. mean that it's a top ten or even probably twenty film on this list. But it's weird because how would you? That that film could never be top, could it? You know? No. Have I'm you seen saying the second Alien versus Predator film. Yes. In the school, yeah, 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 yeah. It's better than that. Yeah, I know, but they, oh, yeah. that yeah. they've obviously nicked a lot from that. I yes. mean, that nicked a lot from this. Yes, yeah, yeah, that nicked a lot from Sam's uh, idea yeah. for an Alien versus Predator film. But totally did. Yeah. We can we can get to that on the Alien versus Predator <laughs> yes, week. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm saying. Oh, there, well, there you go. Uh, I'm saying. How about thirty-four? Above so that Surrogate. is above Surrogate's below episode one. No, I think above episode one. It's a better film than yeah, episode one. Yeah, okay. It's better than episode one. It's maybe not better than Star Trek. Oh, is it better than Star Trek The Motion Picture? Maybe. It's not oh. better than Andromeda Strain, because that was more original. Ooh, no, for me, I'm thinking this is sort of Lost World, Bratcher's Not Included territory. Mm. As sort of like films that are... It's not better than Independence. So like 20... Forget that. <laughs> like literally forget that. <laughs> All right, what about one below independence? I think Alex has got it in the in the right sort of region, actually. Mid- Thirty mid- under Andromeda Strain, then maybe like no, three. Uh, about under Paprika because it's better than Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Like that's a that's an all right mm. romp, but this was like this was great fun. All right, uh, yeah, I'm all right with thirty. Like, which film are you going to go back to sooner, Rise of Planet? Yeah, Apes I would watch. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I would watch this again. Okay, cool. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. I'll, I'll settle with that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Robert Rodriguez enters the charts with his first film. Probably the highest he'll get because we won't do from Dusk Till Dawn because that's horror. And yeah, yeah. his Predator film was bloody awful. Oh, is that Predator? Predators, yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't mind that. But anyway, yeah, okay. No, we can't do Spy Kids. Um, he hasn't really made science fiction, has he? No. no. Planet? Does Planet Terror count? Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have this conversation off air, I suppose. <laughs> Everyone at home is like thinking, oh yeah, yeah, nice. Right, let's have a break and return uh, with a drastic dip in quality as we head, 
head to space. Don't, don't spoil the Sorry. reviews. Sorry, yes, okay. <laughs> okay, so we'll be back in a second. Lost in space. Uh, I just like to start by saying it took me four time, attempts to watch this film, <laughs> yeah. and not to like tie my uh, flag to the mast too early. But I, I think this is not only the worst film on this list, but I think this is the worst film I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> Whoa. life. I cannot wow. think of anything that has offended me as much as this film has. <laughs> wow on every single level but I'll come I'll, I'll leave that I'll come Big back words. to it <laughs> yeah um, we've Chris, seen some real gash we have but um, Chris it should be Chris it should be Chris yes, first sorry. he picked what, what, it I just had to get that out there because I've been on my chest all week <laughs> trying to get that out Chris what did you think of Lost in Space after so all so I remember seeing this when we were 14 we 13 14 yeah. 13 yeah. cinema yeah um I think you wanted to leave during that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you, I remember you I protesting in some way. Yes, yeah. And I was probably I think I was like no, just watch it. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't judge something. But... Very true, Chris. You can't judge it if you haven't watched all of it because anything could happen. And then true. I remember not being like totally anti it like yeah. in the years after. And then I saw it last week and it was it was very painful, isn't it? It's, yeah. I was trying to think of anything right with it, because normally, it, with science fiction, I especially spacey science fiction, there's something I can take out of it. That's like, true. There's yeah. always yeah. something. Like, it might only be, like, the design of the spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, just something which I like. Yeah. And there's nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> the production design is gash. Yeah. The performances are gash. Script is abysmal. The script is weird. The script is really weird. There's a weird. There's a lot of weird, like affected voices, like yeah. people talking in strange ways. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. The the CG is terrible. Yeah. The yeah. That's the dated world, really badly. The, the world, I don't understand why the world is like it is. They try and explain it like the world's knackered or something. It, it was a huge, it's, it's like the biggest conspiracy of like, it's one of the top big conspiracies of the, all the films we've watched. They've, every, every child <laughs> on the planet, Joey says, every child on the planet knows that because of recycling, we're fine and we're going to live forever. And the next line is like, no, we've been lying to you for years. The planet's got 20 years. We're all going to die. And that's why we have to go on this mission. <laughs> so that's like a global conspiracy that yep. is lying to everyone from children all the way to, you know, seniors. Like, that's that's a big but, conspiracy. So I get, like, so say, for instance, all the Western... Con- they don't really explain it in this way, but say all the developed countries are working together to build this, like, uh, Stargate, right? Yeah. In orbit. Yeah. Right, and then someone just casually throws in. There's these like terrorists who are trying to blow it up. Yeah, who and know they're the building truth. their they're building their own. <laughs> yeah. So what is that on the other side of the planet? <laughs> mm. But the terrorists are ridiculous because they know the truth, which is that, that everyone is being lied to from this global government. 
But rather yeah. than just say, hey, everyone, you're all being lied to, here's the well, obviously reality. Obviously, they haven't got social media in this world. Well, Even no, though, yeah. Apart from Penny. like a video diary. They've just Penny kind vision. of touch on things, uh. haven't they? But also, um, how yeah. is the solution to this problem to send a family through anyway? What's the... You know, and it doesn't make any sense, right? So they need a gate, <coughs> otherwise it's random where you come out. Yeah. Right? So they're gonna fly to this planet in like conventional drives. Is that the idea? Yeah. yeah. And then when they get there, they're gonna build another gate. Yeah. So at one end, it takes a whole planet to build the resources <laughs> needed for a gate. On the yeah. other hand, end one family. And yeah, a ship, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can build the whole gate again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very and heavily the, the, ripped off. Stargate. And somewhere else, there's a terrorist building their own gate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no there's no sense to it. And why did they need to put that in? I mean, surely as long as it's a family that get lost in space, there isn't really much more plot wise. Well, you obviously need. they needed some sort of reason, but it's like it's a crap reason. What was the plot of the original TV series? Did anyone know? What, what I the... don't know. No. I think that was just more of a case that they were just lost in space. Yeah, yeah. literally just lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the whole thing of the spiders and all that. The spiders are terrible. Before before the spiders, though, you get to the plant monkey thing, which... Yes, mm. I forgot about that. It's some it of the I worst CGI of anything ever. And all the They're reactions to, to him are like slightly out of time and they didn't really yeah. cut it very well. Free Jar Jar Binks yes. territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. I think they're just trying to make that Penny character <laughs> likeable because she's the, one of the oddest characters I've ever seen. She's like a 35-year-old woman who they just yeah. cut the legs off. Yeah. She, look, she, she, her head is like the head, yeah, it's like an old woman, like a yeah. middle-aged woman's head. So strange. The way she talks is really odd. They've kind of hypersexualized her <laughs> yeah. in a really weird way. Really, really Make weird her, way. Like, yeah. they're all wearing that weird, those weird bodysuits that just accentuate everyone's boobs for yep. some reason. Yeah. Even the men. And it's like, yeah, they're a fan. It's really, she's a really weird character. I, yeah. I don't get where they're going with that at all. It's like. Yeah, especially like in the climate of like how, you know, hashtag me too Hollywood now. The idea of this like thirteen-year-old girl going around saying that the thing she misses from Earth is kissing, whilst well, wearing fancy- her weird like Madonna cone suit, yeah, and falling in love with Matt LeBlanc, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a very obvious line where she's all like, "Oh, yeah. like about about Joey." No, it's no, she's a real. That's a really uncomfortable character. I don't know what's going on with her. She's got quite a big career in straight to TV movies, by the looks. Has of it. She? She's doing four or five a year. She, wow. Yeah, very strange looking. I mean, but even worse than her, Will Robinson. Quite possibly the most annoying character in the history of film. <laughs> Everything about him. The only redeeming yeah. feature was when you know he took over holographic control of the robot and he like yeah. squatted his own <laughs> shitting. And I just I'd love to see the pre-effect shot of that. Him just like there squatted, you know. Okay, pizza do a hands. Yeah, pizza hands, <laughs> pizza hands. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is really shit. That bit. Like no, surely no child watched that and went, oh yeah, I'd like to. Do that, like, yeah. That's... It doesn't look cool, does it? It just looks stupid. Yeah. The, there's like bits in it where you can tell they've tried to make Lamat LeBlanc be really cool. Yeah. Like the bit where he's like putting his gun together, and then his like mm. armor comes over his head, and he's got like that line, oh. which is I don't know what it is. But I quite it's... like that mask effect. Sorry. Yeah, but there was quite a lot of that that effect. You know, when they're going into the sleep chamber, mm, yeah. you know that sort of. Oh, also, let's not forget the sleep Effect. chamber where he basically or basically commits commit sexual assault on Heather Graham, who, let's not forget, again, is, you know, the daughter one of the ones there by going, oh, can I come in that pod or whatever? And 
you know, and then he tries to fuck her on the thing, the, the yeah. edge of the thing. Like, yeah. You know, did calm you, down, did dude. You, did you know that Heather Graham was dating director Stephen Hawking I did know during that, yes. the filming? Yeah. So I don't know if that's better or worse. I mean, the character's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? It's like the real Bowfinger. <laughs> you haven't mentioned the. Uh, terrible torpedoes that then make uh, Looney Tunes characters, <laughs> which basically the whole way they're saved is by Daffy Duck being lit up in the air. Yep. For some reason, I don't know why. Was it even a Warner Brothers film? Like, it, I guess it must be. Um, I, I don't know. So, was, sorry, what are you talking about? When it Because when they do the constellations of Porky Pig and Bugs Bunny, yeah. and then her oh, way of signalling is by putting yeah, Daffy Duck in the sky. Uh, yeah. But was it a Warner Brothers film? Why are you referencing that? Yeah, I don't know what the obsession with that was. I don't know whether, yeah. like, was it something to do with the old show was shown next it to the cartoon or something? It could have been that they owned the rights, and that was, like, Oof. they had to have in, they had to have, like, advertising included it's, in the script it's, to pay <laughs> for the rights. It was New, it? New Line. Maybe. New Line did it. New Line aren't Warner oh. Brothers, are they? That's really weird. Yeah. Um, I, I also, I, I know, I, I did recognise, I know, Chris, you said about the actor that plays the old man, Will. Yeah. I did yeah. recognise him. He's obviously overdubbed in this for some reason, isn't he? They all are. Yeah, yeah. but it, 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 his character, and that isn't his fault, I agree, he is a good actor. I don't think it's to do with him. But the way during those scenes he just keeps going, oh, I remember the screams of the women. <laughs> and then he yeah. says the girls. But that's his mum and his two sisters. Why does he call them? It's a really weird, like the way he says it is really odd. Like I don't know, if you were older, with talking about the past... The death of you your mum and your women. two sisters, would you say the women? Would you call yeah, them the women? Might, yeah. Would you call them the girls? I, no, I think you'd call them mum and whatever the sisters' names, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. when you're talking to your own dad, who knows I mean, knows we're overanalyzing a script know. which doesn't really yeah. well, let's, require let, that. Let's get back on track with uh, Gary Oldman oh, in his man. worst performance. Here's a, here's a quote from him to go with that to smell of ghosts. First yellow aliens, now giant spiders. Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I mean, mean, can we let him off a bit because he is doing a version of the, that character was like that, weren't they? Yeah, but but he's still awful. He's still absolutely dreadful. And I think a lot. I mean, it's the script's fault. A lot of it's the script's fault, isn't it? Yeah. Oh you know, yeah. But I mean, for like making this whole thing of like he's so blatantly evil and what's there's a bit yeah. like where he's going like, uh, oh, it's the drip, drip, drip of blood. Yeah. And Matt Bonk's like, dude, you've got to shut up, dude. <laughs> oh God, just this is the worst. It's <laughs> so, so yeah. terrible. Yeah. Did you hear about? Did you read about how like they wanted to get all the original actors back in? Yes. And they got most of them, but the guy that was Doctor Smith. Did you read what he said? No, no. no. Uh, he, he he. They wanted to get the, the original Doctor Smith back in, um, and they said to get on a, a like say we just have a cameo. And in an interview for TV Guide, he says. I will have you know I have never done a walk-in on a, or a bit part in my life and I do not intend to start now. And basically, <laughs> he basically says, either I play Dr. Smith or I do not play, Fantastic. basically. So he was basically, and this is him in it as, as the character, I'm not even going to be in it. So, um, yeah, that's did, pretty funny. Did you notice Which Gary Oldman... Uh, to take, but it worked out for the better. He was right all along, yeah, God, he was right. Did you notice uh, Gary Oldman's double credits? Yeah, for Spider Spider Smith, as well as Doctor Smith. (laughs) Yeah, but it's the same. It's the same thing. What do you think? I think got paid twice for for doing two roles: Spider Smith and uh, yeah, maybe. (laughs) But did but also it was this this film was number one in the box office. 
There was nothing because, else on. Well, well, this is the thing. Despite opening in on April the 3rd, it was the first new film of 1998 to open at number one because of the 15-week reign of Titanic. Uh-huh. And uh, so basically it, took, it was the film that took Titanic off and people named it The Iceberg because of that. <laughs> However, all principal actors were contracted to a three-picture option, but as the film failed to recoup its budget in North America, plans for the franchise were scrapped. So it's not really... It didn't work, basically, did it? You know, <laughs> it doesn't work on any level no. at all. And like the soundtrack for it, I know you know we love Apollo four forty. Rock and roll, showtime! Hell yeah! The credits are the best. That those weird yes, are. credits yeah. are amazing. Where you feel like you've like I don't know. I, I think those credits wipe your brain of what happened in the film. <laughs> I can't really remember the film anymore. I think it's some kind of hypnosis. It was kind of that era though, where there was shitloads of trash. And but the, it was that where presentation was starting to overtake. Mm, yeah, attitude, um, the attitude era. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. It, it was just... very skateboardy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the ending, I wrote, I actually wrote it down. But like, so there's the triple because you like you said, as you correctly said, Sam, this is supposed to be like a kids' family film. Yeah. But in the end, the first thing is that. Um, well, first, old man Will goes on about his the girls and the women dying, but then Spider Smith is eaten by his own children that yep. come out of his stomach and then eat him alive. Mm-hmm. Then the dad has to watch his entire family explode and die, mm-hmm. and then he goes through the time loop, and then he has to watch... Not only does he have to watch his future son die, but the, the boy has to watch his future self die. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty... Fucked up ending, really, yeah. of a family film. Even like, before that, I thought when you know when they come out of when the, the robot sabotages it, and Heather Graham's almost dead, mm. and they're like holding the gun to um, Garrelman's head and stuff like that. Even that, I thought this is the tone has gone wildly yeah. off course already. Here, this is not a kids' film anymore. No, well, like all this, like you said, all the sex stuff between Heather yeah, Graham yeah. and Joey. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's not. Yeah, who the hell is this? Yeah, who's this film for? Like. No, it's yeah. very confused. It's difficult because it was that period of time when science fiction wasn't mainstream. You say that, but like you've got this is the year after like Lost World and stuff, isn't it? You know, and they put a heck of a lot of money into. Yeah, this. you can't. The year after yeah, Starship yeah. Troopers, you know, things are coming out that are that are effective and I good. I wouldn't call them main. I wouldn't call Starship Troopers mainstream. And oh, right, Fifth, Park Fifth, was right. an anomaly. Fifth Element is the year before. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still. You're making excuses that. for a film that's, that doesn't deserve yeah, okay. them. But they were betting big. They, you know, three fran- three three film franchise deal. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of money. I mean, I know it looks shit, but there's obviously a lot of money. Well, there's that's a lot why, of sets, aren't there, and effects and stuff. That's why for me it has to go bottom of the list because it is such a massive endeavor, and you can see every shot is bleeding money, mm. and yet every single from the script, the acting, to the effects. Everything is completely terrible. I mean, we've not even really mentioned Matt LeBlanc, who is like this, like sucking more of <laughs> anti charisma at the centre of the film, where you just, you, it's hard to believe he's even an actor. You know, he, yeah. he's absolutely <laughs> terrible. He's so miscast. He's just like doing this sort of like weird, screwed up. Do you remember, um, what's that game? Max Payne. Do you remember Max Payne? Yeah. And all the way for the game, he's got that face where he's like, looks a bit sort he of. Looks, he looks ill in a lot of. He does look, you're right, yeah, he does actually, yeah. yeah. He looks like. His eyes, he's got massive shots, bags under his eyes. I paused it and I went, is he just thrown up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he 
no, throw look it up. At, he's, he's read watched, a bit of the script like the and first, thrown up. There's like scenes where he's white as a sheet, <laughs> yeah, his totally. eyes are sunken into his head and <laughs> yeah. red. I love the idea of him just vomiting and then going so and doing awful. a scene. Like, <laughs> oh, God. See whether, he, see whether he actually did have, like, norovirus while they shot it or something, uh, when they shot it. There was something like, um, Yeah. It's not as offensive as Lawnmower Man, though, is it? Come on now. I, uh, I would genuinely watch Lawnmower Man before I watch this film again. Oh, God. <laughs> this is... It's just because Lawnmower Man, right? Okay, Lawnmower Man's bad, but Lawnmower Man is not... Built on the scale Lord of Man so bad that they can't even repeat it on the TV. Exactly. I mean, there's there's something ethically wrong with Lord My Man. Yeah. Like there's nothing. I mean, all right, it's sexist this film, but there's not. I mean, the, the you know Lord My Man is is yeah. I agree with Chris. They can't ever show Lord My Man again. Like I don't think <laughs> everyone. You know, like. Is it worse than Scanner? Well, yeah, I mean, they, so they, pretentious. They, they can't show Lawn Mo Man again, but they won't show Lost in Space again. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, true. that's the difference. Um, it's, still, it's got to be bottom three, hasn't it? I mean, Transformers is terrible, but I think Transformers at least delivered in a way on the effects. If there was a gun to my head, I would watch Transformers. <sighs> yeah, me too. But I'd probably mm. take the bullet before watching this again yeah the problem for yeah. me is that Transformers ruined something I love whereas I didn't love Lost in Space so it didn't really yeah. bother me um, I mean it is really bad it's, yeah it's really I'd bad. put it above I'd put it above oh, Scanner Darkly I don't know um, I think Scanner uh, Darkly is a better film than this because again it was so annoying it was it was very me, very annoying makes definitely makes me sick to watch Canada. Yeah, no, that is true. It was it was pretty terrible. And, and so I'll tell you what, just because well. yeah. of the theme tune at the end. <laughs> I put it above Scanner Dartley. All right, I'll go that then. You've talked me into it. So, Lost <laughs> yeah. in Space entering at 69. Uh, appropriate. Make a joke about 69ing Matt LeBlanc, small girl. That's, uh, <laughs> that's going to happen, no it's doubt. It's a true space film. It was utterly devoid of atmosphere. Nice. <laughs> Very good. Nice. Uh, Stephen Hopkins, yeah, who... Um, Made good uh, films. Yeah, Predator 2, obviously a lot, a lot, you know. Judgment Night's quite good. you ever seen that? That's I haven't, good. no, no. It's good. It's a bit weird, but it's good. Very good soundtrack. Unlike, well, yeah, yeah, I like to say. One good song on this soundtrack, that's it. So Lost in Space, uh, Enders at 69, and... I mean, at least I'm going to watch that now. We've we've seen it, haven't we? So <laughs> that's, that's. I wonder what the ideas for the sequels were. Oh, oh, I can tell you. I oh, can okay. tell you, Chris. Okay. Uh, right. According to the screenwriter, if this movie did receive a sequel, it would have been about the Robinson family making it to Alpha Prime. However, they discover that Alpha Prime is already populated with humans because they previously went through a wormhole in the first movie that sent them to the future. There would also have been a subplot with Judy Robinson creating a cure for Dr. Smith to prevent the spider infection from turning him into Spider-Smith and Penny ending up receiving the same colour-changing abilities as Blarp has. Wow. I'm sorry, who? Blarp, the alien. It's called Blarp. Oh, right, Blarp. Yeah, so she'd be able to colour-change. The monkey? She, The monkey can change colours. He's called Blarp. Blarp, yeah, and right. she'd get those powers. Right. I mean... Don't you just want to see that? <laughs> Probably so she could seduce some human. I'm gonna say, to be honest, I never want to see that actress at that age again because it was <laughs> disturbing. Yeah, yeah. If someone yeah. told me that she'd really actually gone through the events of that film and lived them, going through back in time and stuff, like that I'd believe them. You know. Yeah, Lacey Chabert. That's her name. Is she yeah. still around? I've just she was in Mean it. Girls. She's, she's blossomed a bit. I'll have to say. Mm. 
But she, I bet she still. Yeah, she does. She just looks like she did when she's thirteen because yeah, yeah. But actually, it's An adult. Legal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, okay, Chris. Let's let's cut this off. Yeah, let's let's go <laughs> before you leave this no, I mean, her, her behaviour would not be uh, out of, out of the ordinary. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> right. One more break, and we'll return with our third and final film, Dark City. City from Alex Press, uh, which was my choice. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you both seen Chris? You've not seen this, had you? No, I've not Alex seen it had. before. Yeah. yeah, I had. So I used to watch this film an awful lot. I think I mentioned last time. I loved it. I was still into it, but it wasn't anywhere near as good as my memory of it, which was a shame. Mm. Um, oh. I, I still enjoyed it, but I forgot how annoying Kiefer Sutherland was, and he's funny. Um, yeah, his voice. Oh, voice, I didn't mind his him. vocal tick. But still, I think it opens really strongly. The idea is... I love the idea that this guy's lost his memory and that they they introduce Richard O'Brien and his creepy crew straight away. And straight away, you know, this isn't just a normal amnesia sort of film. There is some fucked up stuff going on. Mm. And it keeps that yeah. tone all out. And it's got a sort of a feel... It feels like a Neil Gaiman graphic novel or something. The kind yeah. of look that you don't get on cinema screens very often. You know, that kind of yeah. claustrophobic... Um, dark obviously very dark look and that still worked for me um and it, and it moves moves along at a wonderfully fast clip uh yeah i mean i mean really i still really enjoyed it but just in my mind this is like one of the greatest films of all time but it isn't that <laughs> on reflection and the music was completely awful did you like brazil when you were I, I i saw that later than this but yeah i love brazil yeah very, you're right, it's very Brazil-like. And 1984, it's got like elements mm. of that. And you know what's weird about it as well? I kept writing in my notes that this has come out the year before The Matrix, and how Matrixy is this story? Well, yeah, well, they... I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, like, they, even, like uh, the phone calls and stuff, like him going, well, you know, you've got to get out and stuff shot, like that. It's all green, it's shot in the same, yeah, you yeah. know, light, you know. Pieces of the set, including those used for the rooftop chase, were sold to the production of The Matrix at the end of yeah. the shooting. Oh, uh, wow, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this... this the, a lot of films owe a lot to this film. Yeah. You know, like like we've said about other stuff we've talked about, although they are referencing stuff, they then became the thing that everyone referenced. And I yeah. think so that's... So what is this? This is a year before The Matrix, was yeah, it? Yeah, 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 a year before, yeah. And I bet The Matrix probably would have took twice as long to make, so actually they're at the same time. I think that, mm. I mean, this, he wrote this film years before, didn't he? This film was in... Yeah. Like, this is like this guy's like passion project. I'm just project. thinking about the makers of The Matrix having watched this. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not. I don't think. I don't think it's. it's uh, you know, they're not ripping anybody off. I think it's just. It's no, no. I'm I just mean, thinking like also, that. it's got massive shades of the Truman Show, hasn't it? About it, like mm. it's clearly yeah. like a late '90s. That sort of um, slipsism as a, a concept. Yeah. And actually, you know whose fault this is? Actually, it's Ghost in the Shell, isn't it? That's where all this comes from. Mm. It's that these yeah. filmmakers watched Ghost in the Shell in the early '90s and thought, let's bring that over to um, that concept into Western cinema. But yeah, so no, I was, I was. I don't want to mean don't want to be down on it because I did still really enjoy it. I still love the ending that he gets out, and um, 
and I love the set design which Joe Bryan's becomes great. God <laughs> yeah and he's, and he's <laughs> such a, and I, I love that he's just willing to go those stupid like when they like, yeah. like they're changing the, the world round it isn't just the rearranging people it's just that everything's fucking morphing and stuff mm. you know it's, it's so mm. over the top and yeah anyway yeah, I, th- I mean I think that's what elevates it for me I do think it looked a bit dated it wasn't as good as I remembered but like you say I think it rips along really well it just it just gets going it doesn't spend ages trying to explain everything in fact it's not really explained till quite late on really what's going on yeah um and i think that it's an ideas film and i think that you can't take that away from it that there were some really interesting yeah. ideas and i like the con the, 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 the central concept that they're aliens they're a collective they and yeah. they're basically looking at humans to try and find a soul or something and yeah like i like that in the way they kind of i love that scene and have the two poor people like, moaning about their day and their job and then they turn them into basically like millionaires and it's like the idea of just like fucking with people and just like rats in a maze like well if they're rich will that make them better people or well if like you know ultimately Rufus Sewell is like if he's a murderer well what does that mean does that make him a better person a worse person like I like all that and then and I think the the little kind of it's a bit um it's over the top that bit at the end when Kiefer Sutherland's popping up for all his memories teaching him how to do his yeah. teaching how to use his powers but I do think it's quite it's a bit tongue in cheek that bit anyway mm. um, no and I just think it really works I think Richard O'Brien's good I'd have to say that watching this and Lost in Space I don't think William Hurt is a very good actor he's terrible yeah I think yeah. I think this has made me realise that he's actually I would before this these two films I'd said oh, oh yeah he's alright do you know what think... they they wanted him to play Keeper Sutherland's part oh well, that would have been um, way worse yeah so I'm glad that he didn't because yeah. <laughs> imagine he'd have killed yeah. that wouldn't he and murdered that yeah one. But no, I think the cast are all good. Everyone's sort. Rufus Sewell is quite. Rufus Sewell is quite a. Yeah, I a like bit Rufus Sewell. Of, yeah, and he's a bit of a risk as a leading man. Totally, I think yeah, that's yeah. quite brave yeah. that they I don't use him. Think he him. suits an American accent. No, no. I think they they they're clever the way they kind of um, set the world up around him, the film around him, and that he's he's reacting to things. He's not carrying it really, is he? He's no. he 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 is us wandering through the world, mm. isn't he? I think mean, that's a really good yeah. choice because I think he hasn't got yeah. the presence at all to actually carry it as a. I'm doing this and I'm doing this sort of thing, you know. No, um, no. Also, a brilliant turn from the guy out of uh, House of Cards as well as the old. Um, oh, the, the the uncle, uh, whatever. Yeah, the main the main alien dude. Mm. Oh, um, oh, Mr. Book. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Book. Yeah. Who's in House of Cards? He's the guy, not the the, the original um, BBC one. Oh, yeah. he's the guy, the main guy in that base. Sorry, I was thinking Kevin Spacey. No, he, he, well, he's Kevin Spacey's role in the original BBC yeah, yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, I get it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Chris, what did you think of Dark City? Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I always, I always used to love um, Brazil, so yeah. I like that. I like that look, and I like the, you know, how it sinks into the city, and you see all like the different levels of the city, the mechanical it's, it's side of it, and cool. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I like the darkness of it again. It's British. It's like all the same color palette palette as the Matrix, but I think mm. the Matrix tells it better in the sense of I think this, as you say, this goes along so quickly, and mm. there's a lot to see. I don't know. I, I kind of like it stripped back a little bit. Yeah. In in the Matrix and but the problem with the Matrix and is also there's no humor like in Brazil, like the yeah. sort of the irony in Brazil yeah. is is great. So, it's, I mean, it's a shame because I'm I'm comparing them to them two films, this to them two films. But yeah. I've literally just seen this one. So, it's, mm. you know, the look of it though, being like the Matrix. I think yeah. this 
will have aged a lot better than the Matrix, won't it? Because the Matrix has got that whole nineties leather thing and yeah, you know, frameless glasses and stuff like that. I think yeah. the look. I think cause I haven't seen the Matrix in absolute years, but I remember when we watched that, it will look a lot more dated than this one, won't it? Um, and the Matrix um, is so obsessed with trying to look cool all the time, whereas yeah. this isn't really trying to look cool. It's you know, like, and I think the beginning of this it does try and trick you into. You know what? What kind of film is this? Is this a kind of neo noir, like, or is it like a detective? Mm. Is it a kind of serial killer thing? You, you, for twenty minutes, there isn't any real, not really any really weird weirdness. But then, kind no. of twenty minutes in, you get like a lot of weird stuff happens. And you're like, oh no, hold on, this isn't. This obviously yeah. isn't a straight film. Yeah, um, that's why so he's but no, but doing I think, that. But I think it's the reverse, though. I, that's why I like to start because I think that you've got yeah you've got a, you've got William Hurt playing a, a you know a futuristic noir detective story. And then you've got um, Rufus Saul in this sort of amnesia-based weird thing. And then on top of that, you've got the alien thing as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that that first scene when he wakes up in the bath, the fact that pretty much instantly you see Richard O'Brien and his, and his weird guys turn up, that they it's subverted, that you, you, you're clued in straight away that this isn't what it seems like. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I guess. And, yeah. I think that's, and that's what I like that, because then when, he, when William Hurt does turn up and he's just playing it straight as a detective, you're, you already know, no, this is something way beyond what, you think it is yeah. and it's a really yeah. brave and sort of um, a really confident way of doing that because the easy thing would be to start start with William Hurt investigating the murder mm. and then do it that way around you know what I mean like I think it's good yeah. that they they do it that way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I like the um, the kind of crazy other detective that used to have the case that's yes. gone mad he's yeah. quite good as well mm. yeah great great set good. design on his uh, yeah his house <laughs> yeah there's some really good sets and like yeah. locations and setups like yeah, I mean, there's some really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. It was, um, as I say, it's a think. There's a lot of things to think about in it, and that's yeah, and that's all positive. Also, I'd love to think how he got to the guy who wrote it, this Alex Proyas. You're thinking he's writing a story about you know the idea of a soul and consciousness and all that stuff in a collective, and how he gets from that point to making this story he puts that in. You know, like yeah. it's nuts, isn't it? Like I, I, I'd love to know how he wrote it. You know, how he came to this, this idea. Said, well, I, I know one piece of what how he came to write it. it. He got the idea for the buildings changing and growing while the crew was moving pieces of set around during the filming of the crow. So the yeah. idea of the people moving the sets around, right? He then had this connection of oh, I imagine a world where ah. you could just move cities and move things around. I guess that was the origins yeah. of. But I think he wrote something and then. David S. Goya kind of came on and wrote a bit of it, and oh, uh, Lem Dobbs, who wrote the Limey, he's I think it's handled by other people. Do you know what I mean? I think it's his idea, but then other people came on and kind of helped it along, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And I guess off the back of the crow, he probably could get whatever whatever he wanted. They probably said you can have any project you wanted, but they maybe didn't trust him completely. You know. Yes, I've just um, one more note as well that. You know, it's talking about Ghost in the Shell. I think, mm-hmm. not sure where I got this one, I think I linked it off Wikipedia, but the last bit of it is basically, it, the director has said it's, a, it's an homage to um, Akira. Oh, okay. Oh, which, yeah. Yeah. you know, the stuff, the things coming out of the ground and stuff is, so mm. he, he's obviously got Japanese films in his yeah. mind. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, Brilliant. I mean, I, I think it wears its, ref- like I said, I think it wears its references proudly. I don't think it's hiding you know, Metropolis, Maltese Falcon, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. all that stuff. I think it's very obvious about what it's doing. And that, to me, elevates it. I think that makes it better. Because well, also you think of, like, the faculty is also clearly influenced by a lot of stuff. 
mm. but in a lot more rote way. Whereas this, you know, it doesn't. You do, you wouldn't need to know any of those influences, would you, to get this film to get a lot of this film enjoys film. No, you know, no. It's no. great. It's a great film. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, anything else to add about Dark City? Inception as well. There's stuff in Inception. True. Which yeah. Is... Yeah. Yeah. And almost. Yeah. Well, maybe Memento. I don't know. It's, it's maybe inspired a lot of things. I don't know. It's um yeah. I don't know. There's like a. It's like Twelve Monkeys, isn't it? There's like that. Well, that's Toby mm. as well, isn't it? It's that kind of like dystopian science fiction thing. I mean, it's very 1984. It even looks a bit like. Um, What's his name about 1984? Doesn't he? The guy, I can't believe he's mm. the main oh, guy. Yeah. Mm. Winston, Winston, isn't it? That's his name. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, really good. Um, Where's it going to go? I would say 15. Above Wally and below Dread. And yeah, I'd be happy with that. that. No, I'm happy with that. <sighs> <laughs> Someone's not. <laughs> let, let me guess. It's not as good as Independence Day. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I can see what you've done, but it's well. Give me a compelling I mean, like, argument against it, though. What did what didn't you like about it? That's that's probably the the my main problem with it. I don't have I don't really have any strong feelings for it. Right. Having seen it, um, so in the last film like this, I felt like was you know, uh, like Edge of Tomorrow or something. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. like uh, it's, it's more than that. that though. It's yeah, come on, it's more original than that. It's good ideas. It looks good. You haven't yeah. really seen that before. So, yeah, it's very um, unique for mm. a film, isn't it? I just think I had more fun watching all this sort of like you know Mars Attacks and T two and I agree it's not fun but it's not meant to be fun is it it is it is very much devoid of humour isn't it yeah um, um, I think I like that so I you know I put it like towards the thirty sort of mark but ooh um I don't know what, I'm gonna what did you say did I you said say? fifteen fifteen um I mean I'm gonna struggle. It's, it can't go lower than like twenty, I don't think. Alex, what do you think? I, I think look at those films there. Yeah, look Lost at those. World and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, it's, no, I don't. Think, I think it should be higher than those. I mean, it's hard Mars as. Shine. Yeah, I'd take probably. Um, I think it's better than Mars Seventeen, Attacks. probably. Yeah. What's Seventeen. That? Yeah, because Eternal Sunshine, I I didn't gel with it at all. Yeah, Mars Attacks, and then I started having fun then. Yeah, so I can really say. <laughs> 17 sort of area. Either. 17, right, Maybe okay. Can 17 question Yeah. Mark? I'm all right with 17. Yeah, okay, I'll take 17 as well, yeah. Wally will be up for re-evaluation, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so it's, it's essentially 16, isn't it? And really? so will Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so 15. <laughs> Uh, what? Who directed Alex Price? Right. Okay. Cool. So that is three more films in the list. Um, that is Dark City at seventeen. I've lost the Faculty at thirty-two, and then all the way down at seventy. <laughs> lost in space. We should have a secondary uh, theme tunes. 
Yeah. Well, Lost in Space Department. would be like at the top or something. I love that theme tune so much. In fact, it, during Lost in Space, whenever they said one of the lines, I was like, oh, yeah. Like when he does, like, oh, let's want to kill a bad guy, buys the beer. Or, uh, just <laughs> cold war, just got hot. <laughs> That's a, that guy's voice is ridiculous. We didn't yeah, talk what about is, that. Who is he? Yeah, no, who is? I don't know who he is. I, but he's got a ridiculously deep voice. It's um, Lenny James, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I I'm did pre- look him up. I'm pretty sure it's Lenny, Lenny James. His voice is crazy. Um, that other guy is like the, uh, you know, he's like the NASA controller guy who had a weird voice as well. Oh, the when they're guy. doing blast off, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that guy, yeah, yeah, he's, oh, like, he's bad. It's Lenny James. Yeah, all dumb yeah. to shit, aren't they? Who's Lenny James, Sam? He's in um, Snatch and um, uh, what else? He's in. Uh, hang on, we look at his list of films. Yeah, Snatch, Twenty Four Hour Party People. Oh. You'd, you'd oh. know him. He looks a bit like Don Cheadle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does he talk like that, though? He doesn't talk really like talk like that, though, does he? No, well, no, he he's, talk no, he's, like that. no, he's British. He's British. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. Because when it. I... Is he not in... No, because Don Cheadle's in Ocean Eleven, isn't he? And I... Because th- I saw mm. that, and I thought, well, why is Lenny James doing an awful English accent? He's English. Oh, but, but it wasn't yeah. him. It was it was uh, Don Cheadle. Yeah. I remember I used to like that, like, fight... You know that, like, rip-off of a B-wing they're in at the beginning of that film? Oh, I oh yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. used to like that, and then I realised it was yeah, you know a stupid you, design. Yeah, ever. Right. Well, there we go. Three new films. Um, next week, we're doing something a bit different. We're um, we're doing our first sort of uh, trilogy in one week. We're we're making an exception for Star Trek because, of course, we are. It's Star Trek. <laughs> so yeah, uh, tune next time for the preview week for Star Trek two to four. Um, but yeah, in the meantime. I'm just looking like if we did do a theme tune little sub competition here. Battle Beyond the Stars is up there. the bottom, which like you got Lost in Space, you got Thunderbirds. Battle Beyond the Stars. Yeah. Mm. Uh, There's stuff probably Prometheus. Great music. Near Prometheus. the bottom, which has good music. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Prometheus. Yeah. Even Armageddon. I mean, it's a good. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good track. No. No. <laughs> Stop it there. Stop you it there. You do your own podcast there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, like us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Follow Flash us. Gordon. Yeah, no, that's good. That, that'd be, Queen. That'd be tough, yeah. 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 Not safe, not guaranteed. That fat winter playing his awful guitar songs. <laughs> so at least one film will be bottom of both lists, and that is, yeah, the cinematic abortion that is safe, not guaranteed. <laughs> Anyway, let's let's move on to next week. Bye bye. No, hang on. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Five star on iTunes. Get go, doing it. Write us a review. Um, yeah. Send us an email. Yes. Mail us at sciencefictionratingsystem at gmail Oh, somebody. Um, somebody. Uh, hang on. I get the phone. No, I'll do it next week. So I've got to find it. Right. Okay. I'll cut that yeah. off. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's the end. I think. Yes. We'll see you in a week's time. Goodbye, everybody. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer.